0: We love living local. We are Scott and Kelly Grates, third generation Central New Yorkers who live, work and play right here in the heart of New York.
1: The mission of this podcast is to shine a spotlight on the people, places and events that make our community an amazing place to live.
0: We don't run ads. We don't talk politics. Our only ask is that you help us spread the love that we have for this community by sharing these episodes with your neighbors.
1: Now sit back, relax and enjoy this episode.
0: All right, so Kelly and I began our journey. It used to be Reese Road Elementary School. Now it's Frankfurt Schuyler Elementary School, but the elementary school down the road, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, look, if we're going to do a podcast called Love Living Local, right, we, we got to start with where we started. And so we had a list of like a 100 different people that we wanted to talk to, but we just immediately came back to this one name, this is Melanie Welch, principal of Frankfurt Schuyler Elementary School. Welcome to the show, Melanie.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, so talk to our group about you, who you are, where you came from, what you do.
2: So it's very interesting that, and I don't know if you know this about me, but I too started my journey at Reese Road Elementary School. I know that. So I grew up right in Frankfurt um, from kindergarten through fourth grade can remember all my teachers that I had while I was here. Um, when I came back in 2015 to be the principal, the building looked exactly the same as when yeah. I left it. <laughs> so, um, so, Gator 2, Reese Road Gators back in the day. Um, <laughs> through some family things, I ended up going to the neighboring town of Illion and graduated from there. So, um, but my heart is true to Frankfurt.
0: Well, so we're blessed to yeah. have you. So talk to us about your professional journey. Um, you started as a teacher.
2: I did. When I first graduated college, I had graduated with communication disorders and sciences, which allowed me to be a speech therapist. That's where I first started. So I did that for about five years in the school district of Richfield Springs, beautiful area right on the lake. Um, and then budgets got tight and Things got crazy around that time. That was in 2005 when I had NOAA um, and they asked me to be the speech provider and the chairperson for special education. And I thought, they're crazy. I'm only five years into this. This is a, I don't know if I want to take that leap, but I thought, well, I have nothing to lose. So I did it and I ended up staying in that position for 10 years and loved it, loved everything about it through great administrators. They encouraged me to go to school and get my administration certifications. And I did that, finished in 2012 and thought, I am never going to be an
0: administrator. That is (laughs) great doing that. Had a few of those never moments in my life. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, Then I just then I just had the itch and the urge. And so I started looking, but I was very careful of where I wanted to be because I wanted that small community feel. And so when it opened up at Frankfurt, I went all in and here I am nine years later. Great. Um,
1: Okay, now I'm gonna speak a little bit how it feels to be an educator. At this point in the year, you get that letter in the mailbox and you know that you have to start prepping for your 23 students or, you know, however many you're going to have. And I had that anxiety of how am I going to meet the needs of all the students in my classroom? I would like for you to speak what it must be like to be an administrator. (laughs) And you need to be a parent to your own children. You need to be the leader of the teachers. You have other faculty members and staff that you need to lead. Like, what are you feeling right now?
2: I'm, I'm a little bit overwhelmed, even at this point in my career, that I only have a week left to get everybody ready. Um, The biggest one that I always feel right now is we have so many new students coming to us that do not know where their classroom is, who is their teacher, what does the building look like from the inside, so that's what I'm starting to gear up to is okay. We need to make sure that whatever we do, we're doing it as if they never stepped into Frankfurt because that's happening to a good chunk of our kids. Um, as far as the teachers, this is my favorite time of them all coming in to share what they've done over the summer and their adventures and where they've been and uh, yeah. what they need for their classroom. So it's like beg, borrow and steal. I need a round table. Oh, I need an extra desk. Do you have an easel? And just kind of doing that kind of fun stuff. Um and then, yeah, as a parent trying to get school supplies and school shopping and their schedules and all of that thing, it's it's crazy. It, it's like a whirlwind right now, <laughs> <and> I'm sure.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned whirlwind, you mentioned overwhelm, and I love the bucket filler stickers. Um, by the way, I didn't realize not everyone knew what a bucket filler was. So when I do corporate trainings, I talk about bucket fillers, and half the group's like, "What's this dude talking about?" But that aside, you, I want to fill your bucket because you are tremendous at this. Uh, and one thing that that stood out to both of us is that years after our kids left the elementary school, if they did something good in sports or made honor roll or honor society or what have you, um, we typically would get or they would get a handwritten card uh, recognizing that about them from you. So I think that's, that's so awesome that the little things matter most. And I guess I'd like to know, you know, how do you keep up with that? Like, is there a specific system or is it, it can't just be like, Oh, I'm, you know, spur of the moment going to do this. Like you must look for those opportunities.
2: So the, one of the things that I know that means the most to people and that I, I appreciate in my career, even here getting handwritten notes and it's such a lost art and such a lost thing that when the kids do something wonderful and they're if, even if they're here or they're moved on, I want them to know we still see that. You know, so when they earn something so wonderful as National Honor Society or their football team just won, I want to take a few minutes and I want to write a little note to them to say, Hey, we haven't forgotten about you. You know, we were here as part of your journey and we're so proud of you and what you're doing. I try to do that even if I see them in the hallway, if I, you know, face to face, but there's nothing like getting a piece of mail when yeah. you're a kid, because you just don't, you, yeah. that just doesn't happen anymore.
0: So funny. What what was once old is now new again. And in this yeah. digitally distracted world, you're right. To get that handwritten card is super cool. So I just wanted to take a moment.
2: You know, Remember it's really here. interesting, Scott, and you have said that to me before we've had this conversation, but it hit me when I was going to graduation parties this year, as you know, my son graduated high school as well. And parents who would say, you know, I still have the notes you wrote my kid. They're over there at that table. And it, I mean, I would tear up because you don't, I'm doing it just because I recognize it and I want to have them remember, but it's so meaningful to you as parents, but to the kids to hold on to it. They still have it. And that's why you keep doing it. And that's why you, you find more opportunities to keep sending it because it means something to them. And I just only a couple minutes out of my time, you know,
1: as a teacher, as one of your your teachers, I remember, you know, coming to school and finding just a little piece of paper on my desk, like after I'd left for the day and I would come in in the morning and all my, you know, the list of my to do things. And just to see that little note on my desk that says, you know, you're doing awesome, or I think you're really good at this. It, it
2: was just, okay. it was awesome. So I know you do it for your teachers as well. You're giving Correct. me goosebumps. These are the things you do behind the scenes that nobody really knows. Not
0: anymore. <laughs> you know, You're on the community spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there in the
2: public. Okay. I appreciate that. I, I I really do appreciate that. I thank you. Okay.
1: So this is a great question. Um, well, first I'm gonna start with my own experience here. You favorite teaching moments, and a lot of times it's not um. The time that a kid finally realized how to add or use a number line or, you know, wrote their first complete sentence. For me, one of the things that came to my mind when I was thinking about my favorite teaching moment, we're not going to use names on here, but it was a student in my classroom, first grade classroom, who um, did not like school and was very um, vocal about not liking school. I hate school. That's what he would say every day when he walked into my classroom. And I would ask him what he would want for lunch. And um, because we had the grant at Frankfurt, every child got a hot lunch of choice. And I would look at him and say, what do you want for lunch today? And he would look at me and go, nothing. And he would mm. not answer me. And so this went on for a couple of months. And it was Valentine's Day. So fast forward to February. And I knew that he was enjoying school a little bit more because he would tell me what he wanted for lunch and seemed to enjoy it. And all the kids come in with the little roses and the heart boxes, you know, for the teachers. And he walks up and he hands me a card. And this child, the family at home doesn't speak any English. I open up the card and the card says, happy anniversary to my beautiful wife. (laughs) <laughs> and I it up, and it says "Love," his name on the inside of it, and that was just like a moment for me where I'm like, "Oh my god, this kid really likes me." And I think the parents went and bought this card, but <laughs> couldn't read English, so it was like they saw the hearts on it. And for me, it was a moment where I took a child who really did not think they were going to enjoy school. And he, he loved it. So that was a great moment that I will always remember um, from my teaching career. So I want you to share a moment where you had in the classroom or in as administrator that, that you liked or feel fond of.
2: The, the biggest success story that I can talk about is one of my students that I had as a speech um, student that was in speech therapy. And I got to watch her grow and transfer out of speech therapy, but then she did uh, end up with a learning disability. And so she had a learning disability in reading. And I remember coming to like, you know, trying to talk the mom through what that was like, that, you know, that's very difficult when your child has a disability and you're navigating school and you want the best for them, but it's very difficult. And I remember working through that with her and helping her understand that her child needs the support um, to get through school. We ended up getting, you know, it wasn't always rainbows and butterflies, but we ended up coming to a mutual respect. And if, if we would recommend the things and, and get the girl where she needed to go fast forward to her last evaluation before she was graduating high school, I think it was her junior year. And she has the re-evaluation, which for that is the school psychologist relooks at the learning disability. Is it still significant? Do they need supports? Cause this child was probably gonna go on to college or at least a technical school. She no longer had a disability. We had worked so hard to get her to where she was and got her the compensation skills that she needed that she no longer qualified as a student with a learning disability. And I remember the mom, and I was too, and I am now crying. I remember that CSE meeting thinking, oh my goodness, all those years of making sure she got the right support and she overcame it and she did not qualify anymore. Thankfully, the New York state law allows her to keep her accommodations till she graduates. So, you know, regents exams and all of that, she would still get the accommodations. But it was just a moment of seeing someone who struggled so much to know at the end that they overcame that. And I was part of that by making sure she had the right services in place was, was the highlight of my career so far.
0: That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's a great story. And we don't give the questions in advance. So I mean you were just on the spot with that. So good. Yeah,
2: that one I had no
0: idea. <laughs> <a> <laughs> but it's
2: it's one I still keep in touch with. She's a mom now. And so it's it's just amazing.
0: I bet That's you amazing. wrote her a very thoughtful card. I'm, I'm sure I know. Several. <laughs> All right. So obviously you are tied uh, to the school. You are married to a school teacher. Uh, Kelly uh, is, is obviously deep into the the education realm. I want to talk about the average family who doesn't have ties to the school. The the family, like like Kelly mentioned, you know, some don't even speak the language, um, you know, and and some are just working like crazy or two jobs or, or multiple parents are working, um, you know, that average family that is just so busy and they don't have the insight to what a child needs or how to best support the the school uh, or the teacher. I guess what are some things that, that those families should know in regards to how they can best support the school, the teacher and their child at home?
2: The number one thing that parents can do that is the biggest supporter in their child's education is get them to school. If they are not ill or they're not ill enough to stay home, certainly stay home. You have a fever, you have strep throat, please don't send your kid to school. Yeah, yeah, I don't mean disclaimer. that. <laughs> don't give me Tylenol and I'll send them to school. <laughs> please, don't do, I mean, let if they're sick, stay home. But if they just have a little stuffy nose or they're just, a little tired send them to school cuz the biggest gift you can give your kids is attendance to school when they miss any day of school they're missing a lot of instruction sure you can make up a worksheet or read a book but there's so many more aspects of school their socialization with their friends the routines and the fun at recess pe class art class those are all valuable things that you can't get made up at home the other thing is the, is to communicate with your kid ask them What was your favorite part of the day? What did you have for lunch? If you ask specific questions, the kids will answer you. If you say, what did you learn today? A more general question. I know my kids do it. I'm sure your kids do Uh, nothing. Uh, We learned nothing nothing today.
0: 12 years. (laughs) Nothing.
2: (laughs) Did you you have any fun? No, (laughs) but if you said, what game did you play at recess today? Or what did you eat for lunch? Who did you sit next to in the cafeteria? That who did was you my talk to in the morning? ask my kids,
1: yeah. who did you sit with at lunch today? Yeah, so that you get. Then a they'll, they'll start
2: they talking about their day, and then oh. it starts connecting that home to school, and then it gives the kids to say, "Oh, you care more than what I did on the math test." Yeah, because somebody else is with you six hours a day. How did it go? You know what was the what was a good part of it? Those two things I think are huge for the success. And I obviously, love, communicating I love that with
0: the teacher. because, you know, in the corporate world, when we talk about building career success, one of the baseline things, and it sounds so elementary, is just show up And, you know, consistently show up every single day and show up when you don't want to show up and show up when others aren't showing up. And eventually over time, you'll have done some pretty amazing things just by being there. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. That's huge. I think just attendance is the number one thing. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Good stuff. All right. We've been less than 10 minutes with you. Thank you so much for your time. I know this is an outrageously busy time of the year, but for a principal it's all busy, right? You yeah. guys, you guys, don't, you don't, you get, signed. yeah, there
2: really is no, but this is
0: especially crazy in September. Um, so we're going to end with some rapid fire questions. So I know.
2: Okay. Quick, answers.
0: quick questions, quick answers. So and, we'll uh, okay. Okay. my
2: turn.
1: <laughs> I love this first one. If you could swap with a student for a week, which grade would you go to?
2: First grade.
0: Follow up.
2: <laughs> I'm not biased at all or anything, but uh, first grade. I it's a magical much. year. They grow. It's so <laughs> just so much fun happening in first grade. Yeah,
0: this is something you and and really the whole district is, is great about. Uh, what's your favorite school tradition that brings the community together?
2: I have a couple, but the one I'm going to have to say that I have learned to love, but I loved it from the beginning is our elementary fun days. It is by far the best day that we can give the kids all school year. And of course it ends with yours truly going down the very tall water slide, <laughs> which I am shaking the whole time I get up there, but to see the whole school ready to watch me go down that slide at the end of the day is is just amazing. And the kids talk about it for years and it's in their yearbooks. Like it, it's just that day is so amazing.
0: I think I have the 2019 version of that on video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's
2: not, a lot of them circulating. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> What's the best part of your day that people might not know about? When the kids come down in the morning to read when they're learning to read or they have something to share with me and they always, they're just excited to see and share and, and they always give a hug. And that's probably the highlight of elementary principal, and is being able to just be a person for the kids when they're excited.
0: Awesome. Learn Let's talk new. about advice. What's the best, or just one of the best, pieces of advice that you find yourself consistently giving? And this could be to to teachers or to students, or maybe it's the same.
2: Be kind. Be kind to each other. Be kind to your friends. You know, adults need to remember that too. Um, You just don't know what people are going through in their brain. You know, their first grade brain or their 30 years of teaching brain. Just be kind. That's great.
1: Okay, your job is stressful. Teaching is stressful. Being a child in a classroom is stressful. How are you able to keep things fun, upbeat, and positive at at the school?
2: I, so... I did. I was trying to think of things, but I, my staff is probably one of the funniest groups that we have. We are always laughing. And one of my favorite things is there. So if they got to leave early here at Frankfurt, where I would say, oh, I can't see the parking lot. My office faces the parking lot. I can definitely see the parking lot, but I said, I can't see the parking lot. Well, one time before I was out and about in the building, the teachers covered my windows with paper (laughs) some Friday afternoon and said, can you see the parking lot with a big question mark? There was a bunch of them that was in on it. And I I mean, I laughed until there was tears coming down because it was just one of those things that you got to let loose and let fun happen. And so those are the you got to keep doing that because that's what keeps us sane.
0: Yeah, I love it. You yeah, know, we talk about work hard and play hard. And when you can do both at the same time, that's really the home run.
2: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: And your building, Absolutely. by the way, just has a a, a positive vibe to it, a, a feeling and energy. You know, when you walk in right from the, the moment you step in um, to seeing all the, the the smiling faces, and I get it, you know, sometimes there's smiles through adversity, probably a lot of times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But You know, I I just, you know, kudos to you as the leader for making that such a a positive, happy place. Even Uh, before
1: you get in the building, the awesome people that help the children out of the car are smiling, no matter if it's raining or it's freezing or it really is a a great, great environment.
2: Genuine, caring adults who are here to be with kids. That's what they're, and it shows. It shows.
0: All right. So I've been... Married to an elementary school teacher for the better part of two decades now. (laughs) And one of the issues I have with my wife, I'm going to bring air this out publicly is is, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes, you know, I get treated like a first grader. Uh, And and listen, sometimes it's probably deserved. Um, So I have my question (laughs) to you is, is it hard to not be a principal when you are with your husband and your kids and, you know, just out being. Oh, a hundred
2: percent. My (laughs) family will tell you that that, like that I want to come home. I want to control everything and, and make it the way it's supposed to be like, you know, no, that doesn't go there. That goes over here. But I'm also notorious at moving things because I think they have a better place. <laughs> so you might have some spot in your kitchen that you think, and that's where everybody knows where something is located, like a particular bowl. But I don't like it there anymore. So I just move it <laughs> because I think it goes someplace else. So yeah, they have a lot of those things that happen that they have to deal with. <laughs>
0: it
2: is, I don't turn it off when I go home. <laughs>
0: no, I funny.
2: don't. All right, good. Monies. I'm not
0: alone. I feel better now. Yeah. You don't put Dan in time out though, do you? I mean, that's no, no, <laughs> yeah,
2: I haven't done that. No, wow. no, I haven't taken recess away or taken <laughs> to, to the gym. No, none of those things.
0: All right. So this is the Love Living Local podcast. Why do you love living in this area?
2: Oh, this wonderful community. No matter what happens, um, the good, you know, when you're going to graduation parties, graduation football games. And the sad when someone in our world passes and it's so sad, everyone is there around you and it's like a giant family. So sure. You might have a disagreement, but you know, they're going to have your back at the end of the day. They know, you know, they're going to be there for you and your good times and your bad. And I, I can't imagine being in any other community. Amen. All right. One
1: more. What's your favorite small business to support? Oh, or wow. Say your favorite, Don't pick a, a favorite. A small business that you would like to give a shout
2: out to is it that... the
0: part where you tick off yeah. every other small business? No. <laughs> right?
2: And I'm trying to think because our small businesses in our community are dwindling, poor honey. I would say Fratellos. They are very giving to our school and they donate a lot. For us and um offer discounted prices if we have to buy in bulk. And so I'd say for telos.
0: There you go. Brian Zionizer, you got a shout out. Uh Brian and I, we go back three decades back when it was Sully's. I worked there in high school with Brian. And uh look, who doesn't like pizza? Right? I know, right? Yeah. Know
2: Honestly. Doesn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Well, any final good luck. (laughs) Thank you guys. That's solid advice. Thank you.
2: Thank you for showcasing me. How awesome for our district. What did he say? Thoughts and prayers. What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great. Nothing like the, nothing like the beginning of school. It's the best.
0: Awesome. Well, you're awesome. Thank you for carving out time for us.
2: Oh, you guys are great. Thank you. All right. See ya. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another Love Living Local episode. Before you head out to support all things Central New York, we just have one ask of you. Please help us share the love we have for our community by sharing this podcast with a neighbor of yours. We truly appreciate you. In fact, you are one of the many reasons we love Living Local.